Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Think I Know Sports. This is going to be episode number 16. I'm just going to go ahead and be real with you up front. I've tried to record this episode, I I think this is my maybe fifth or sixth attempt at recording this. Um, Almost every time I get interrupted by something... Either that or I've recorded on two occasions. On the first two occasions, I recorded probably a total of 40 minutes of this episode only to get out of the car, look at my phone, and realize that none of it recorded. Uh, I had that happen. I had about 20 minutes of it. Uh, let me check my phone now. I had about 20 minutes of it at another point in time where. It said it recorded, but it just magically disappeared. It said I didn't record anything for, for 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, some other times I'd get phone calls and just wouldn't have time to record, which I'm pretty sure that's going to happen here in the next few minutes. So uh, I'll be pausing for that. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize for now. If I don't finish this, then I may just put the rest of this up and I'll just write out what I was going to say. So... Let's just go ahead and get this started. I'm just going to go ahead and go straight into it. I'm not even going to do half the segments that I wanted to do. I've been talking about those segments a lot, so I'm just going to skip them. I'm just going to get straight into the bread and butter and go to the predictions. I even, and I know, sorry if you don't believe me, but I even predicted the Browns win yesterday. I said they were going to win by three. And they won by four, so I was off by the points. That that was it. But I, I promise you, I was, I did predict the Browns to win that football game. I thought they were a lot better than the Jets, and they proved it yesterday. I'll, I'll kind of get. I, I may talk about that a little more, but um, sorry, I got to remember I'm driving, so I'm I'm, I'm in traffic. Um. So go ahead and start before I get interrupted or something else happens. I'm going to give you the, my big game preview for college football. This is another part of the podcast I went over a bunch of times. But I'm just going to go ahead and run through these. I'm not going to even go in depth. You got number two, Georgia. They're 3-0 going against 3-0 Missouri. I have Georgia winning that one by 10. The number 22, Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, up against the number one team in the nation, Alabama. They're both 3-0. I have Alabama winning that by 17. Uh, number 14, Missouri, I'm sorry, Mississippi State going up against 3-0 Kentucky. I have Mississippi State winning that one by 10. I'm sorry, by 7. Uh, Stanford, number 7, taking on number 20, Oregon. I have Stanford winning that one by 13. And I'm also going to do try to do an FCS game of the week. If you're not, if you don't know, FCS stands for the Football Championship Subdivision or Series. I can't remember. But these are the teams in the lower tier of Division One. These are your teams. If you're familiar with Tennessee, uh, some of the Tennessee colleges, teams like Tennessee State, Austin P. Oh, uh, who else is uh, Tennessee Tech, University of Chattanooga? All those schools are in the FCS. So. The FCS game of the week I had down for, hopefully this game wasn't yesterday. I think it is tomorrow, Saturday. I have Sam Houston State, their number, the number 11th ranked team in FCS, taking on the number 18, Nichols State. 
those two teams are highly capable of beating FBS teams, so that's kind of why I have them in my FCS game of the week. So that was kind of the quick rundown of college. Next time I do this, when I have more time, I'll actually go in-depth of each game, but I've been interrupted so many times during trying to record this episode that I'm not even trying. I just I really want to get to what I want to talk about for each NFL game. So, um, moving on, we're going to go ahead and go into, I guess you can say a recap, a mini recap of the Thursday night game, but here's some of the notes I took down before this game started. I said the Browns D, uh, was the Browns defense was pretty much going to give the Jets, give them their first win in years. I said that the Jets were going to have to limit the mistakes, which they didn't do, and that's why they lost the football game. Even though they jumped up 14-0 on the Browns, the Browns have definitely proved that they belong and that they can come back from any deficit, which they came from 14 down against Pittsburgh and tied that game. So, I mean, the Jets were pretty much just kind of a wait-and-see or a, you know, this is, it's, it's going to happen. So it's kind of inevitable that it was going to happen. They were going to at least get back into the football game. My boy Tyrod Taylor went down with an injury. Baker Mayfield comes in and pretty much leads them to the comeback. I mean, they, they had a lot of great plays lined up for Baker Mayfield. And Baker went in there and did his thing. Like, I, I really thought that he was going to be a bust out the gate. But he came in, he took command of that offense, and the Browns looked good with him back there. They did. I mean, he he played loose. You know, he can you can tell he was back there playing his game. Now, I did watch just the major highlights. Now, looking at his stat line, it looked pretty decent, pretty pretty good. He's a rookie. You got to remember this. He's a rookie playing against a, a another rookie, and Sam Darnold. And the Jets are not that good of a football team. So you, you got to take all that in, in effect as well. So it, it wasn't like he was out there playing, you know, he wasn't playing the Steelers. He wasn't playing, well, I can't even say that. He wasn't playing the New England Patriots or anybody. So, or the Jaguars, somebody like that. So I had the Browns projected to win by three. They ended up winning 21-17. So glad to see them finally get that win. All right, moving on to my other previews and predictions. Uh, I'm going to go over just some of the Sunday regular regular games, 12 o'clock games. Then I'm going to go over the, the Sunday 3 o'clock games uh, or the Sunday second slate of games. And then I'm going to give you my big games of the week, games you should really be looking out for, some of the players in those games that I, I really think are going to make an impact. And then the Monday night football game, which is its own little uh, primetime game of the week thing itself. So first game up I have that I kind of looked into. I have the 1-1 49ers going into the 2-0 Chiefs. Chiefs look very good. They, I mean, they've been lighting the scoreboard up all season so far. Mahomes coming into this game with 10 touchdown passes. Doesn't look like he... Doesn't look like he's going to be slowing down anytime soon, uh, especially against this 49ers defense, who is not that great. They don't really have a lot of guys in the secondary that I think they can keep up with some of these receivers that Chiefs have. 49ers are just going really going to have to just keep scoring. I mean, that, that's pretty much how you're going to have to beat the Chiefs at this point in time in the season. 
until somebody comes up with some type of formula or some type of game plan to slow Mahomes and all those guys down. I really don't see how you stop speed. I mean, just those guys have speed everywhere. Um, I mean, and they, and they hadn't even got Kareem Hunt going yet. Like, he, I don't think he's even had a real good game yet, in, you know, in the two games they played. So, I got the Chiefs winning by 10 in this one. I think the 49ers are still trying to figure out who they are. Yeah, they got their man at quarterback. It looks like he may shape up to be kind of a, you know, a guy kind of outside the top 10, maybe later in his career, enter the top 10 quarterbacks. But I think the Chiefs are uh, very superior to the 49ers right now. Uh, the second game I'm going to go over, we have the 0-2 Raiders taking on the 2-0 Dolphins. And this is going to be my snooze fest of the week. Don't really think the Raiders uh, have anything that I really want to talk about positively. They, you know, they got rid of Khalil Mack. They don't really have anybody at receiver other than Mari Cooper. They don't really have any running backs. They just have Derek Carr and Amari Cooper, who still has a, a bad case of the drops. And on top of that, the Dolphins, yeah, they're a 2-0 team, but I, I really think that they are probably the worst 2-0 team out of that group. They really haven't played anybody that, you know, that can really consider themselves as legit playoff contenders. And I'm saying all this about the Raiders and the Dolphins, but, and that's kind of why I picked this as a snooze fix. I really don't have anything else to say other than what I just said. Raiders by three. The next game, we feature the worst team in the NFL taking on the Minnesota Vikings. We have the 0-2 Bills, and Minnesota's a 1-0-1. Don't see this game really uh, uh, coming out that much, but uh, Vikings blowout. Josh Allen's going to get his second start. He's starting over the Peterman. Um, the, the walking interception, as Nathan Peterman is. Uh, Vikings one of the best football teams in the league. And I just, I, I had down here, can, can Cook get going? Apparently, he's been dealing with injury, and he's not going to be playing this game. Unfortunately, for my awful fantasy team, who was, he was my second pick, he's not going to be playing. So, looks like uh, Latavius Murray is going to get the start there. So, uh, I have the Vikings winning by 17. Uh, then we have the Packers 1-0-1 taking on the 1-1 Redskins. Uh, can the Redskins please just show us who you are? I mean, I, I, they, they're just kind of a, like a bland team. I mean, they really don't have an identity. They don't really do anything great. And then on top of that, they don't really do anything awful. I mean, last week, first week, they looked like a team that can, you know, move the ball up and down the field methodically. Last week, they, they looked like that, but they couldn't score. It looked the exact same way both weeks, week one and week two, but they just couldn't score a touchdown. They really couldn't stop the, who was it, the Colts they played? They really couldn't stop the Colts from scoring early on. Um, Packers just need to form in some type of some type of running game. If they, if they can get a running game going and keep from Aaron Rodgers having to throw the ball 30 times a game, God, this team would be so dangerous. They really would. I mean... Seem like the, the Packers can never just find a running back that they can just rely on and just and lean on whenever they have a lead or anything like that. So 
I, I, I feel like the Packers are, are a little bit better than the Redskins right now. I have them winning by 13, but I, I possibly see them winning by more and shutting the Redskins completely down. They can find some type of a running game and, and kind of keep that clock moving in the second half. Uh, next game, kind of interesting. This almost made you know what this this game could have been a big one of my big games of the week. The two and zero Bengals going into the one and one Carolina Panthers. Um, Bengals are scoring. They're scoring a lot of points. They're scoring. I think they're averaging thirty four game because they scored thirty four in both the games this year. They got a lot of balance. Tyler Eifert, guys like him, AJ Green, Joe Mixon is showing out. You know. This is the Bengals team that they've been looking for for the last five years. I mean, if they can keep this up, they're going to be dangerous, especially with the Steelers playing the way they are, the rate, you know, how they beat the Ravens down. If they can just keep it up and score early and often, it's going to be hard to knock this team down, you know, knock this team off. They're going up against a, a pretty good Panthers team. They ran into a division home, the Falcons, last week. Those division games are always tricky, but, you know, now they're playing a wild card, scrappy Bengals team. They're definitely going to have to get that defense going, get after uh, Andy Dalton. Of course, it's raining. And, and, you know, find a way to at least slow down A.J. Green. Please don't have this guy single covered or just have one man on this man because he's going to destroy whoever's single covering him. And the Panthers, they need to find somebody to run the football. Like, right now, Cam leads that team in rushing, and that's not good. Yeah, Cam has all the tools to run the ball, but Cam's kind of getting later in his career, and he should not be carrying this football team on the ground. That that should not be happening right now. Uh, with all that being said, I think the Panthers win by nine. I think they figure out a way to stop A.J. Green and Mixon, kind of bottle them up a bit. And I think Cam gets that pass game going because the, the Bengals defense is nowhere near as, as good as uh, the Panthers' D. So I think the Panthers kind of turn this into a high-scoring game, win by nine. Uh, next up, we have the Titans and the Jaguars. These games are always fun. They're always hard-hitting, and they're always low-scoring. Uh, Seems like the Titans about the only team in pro football other than the 49ers, that can figure out this Jaguars defense. I think they scored like 30 points on them last year. The Titans have some issues. I don't even know if Mary, uh, Marcus Mariota is even playing next week. I, they, I, I didn't see any highlights from their game last week against Houston, but it was kind of strange. I seen Blaine Gabbard have a, a pretty decent stat line. I seen Mariota struggle again. So I don't know what's going on over there. I'll do a little bit more research on the Titans. I can honestly say I haven't been. But it, it looks like Mariota may be starting in that game. But the Jaguars still have the best defense in football. I think the best team in football. Although this is a division game and it's usually hard-hitting, low-scoring, uh, I think it's going to stay that way. I think the Jags win by seven. I think you're going to see a score like 13-7. to seven. Uh, 14-7, 17-10, Jags. Um, kind of excited to see that game. Man, I think that game could have been one of my top games of the week, too. A couple games I probably missed there. Hope I didn't. Hopefully they're blowouts and they're not big games. But uh, moving on, we have the 2-0 Broncos taking on the 1-1 Ravens. 
Uh, both teams are a lot. They love to give the ball away. They're both negative in the turnover margin. Denver is a very, very run-heavy team against a team that that kind of excels against the run, but they struggle against the pass. So, kind of gonna see what's gonna give in this game. I think this is gonna be another low-scoring game. I don't see either team really getting the rhythm going against each other. Um, I really think this is gonna be a good game for the fan bases. You know, both of these teams have a lot riding on this game. Broncos can assert some kind of dominance in the AFC West if they can pull this one off and going three and zero with this almost like a ragtag bunch they have. Like they don't have really any you know well-known players on this team. I mean they do you know Demarius Thomas. You know they still have um, some of those guys on that defense. So it's going to be a fun game to watch. Ravens, you know, I can't stand them, but you know, I still, I think they have a chance in this game. I think they win by six. Uh, you can probably look for a score like twenty to thirteen, you know, twenty to fourteen, something like that. Maybe seventeen, fourteen, field goal win. Uh, and then the last game of um, the noon games, we have the zero and two Giants and the zero and two Texans, and the only reason that I didn't make this as my snooze fest game of the week is because there's a lot of good players in this football game, both sides. You got uh, Odell Beckham on one side, Sinquan Barkley, who is the best rookie running back in football and definitely one of the top running backs in football right now. I don't know if you guys have seen this man, but the dude looks like a muscle, just a muscle walking around running the football. Um... And then on the other side, you got Deshaun Watson, who's kind of struggling right now, which I, I think I've seen that coming. I mean, he had a lot of success last year. That's my windshield wipers. He had a lot of success last year. A lot of quarterbacks struggle, usually that second year after having a very successful, you know, freshman season. But both, you know, the Texans still have a ton of weapons. They got Lamar Miller, who still hadn't got going. And, you know, that beast out there. Um, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, so I mean they they got some weapons, they got some guys who can play. So it's I think it's gonna be a fun game. Both of these teams desperately need to win this. I know every week is a desperately win situation for NFL teams, but both of these teams had you know I guess the Giants didn't really have high expectations, but the Texans definitely did. Like. A lot of people were talking about them pretty much sweeping this division and nobody really giving them any problems. But, you know, they, they definitely have to win this game to keep from you know, the grumbling and talking from, for, for, for firing O'Brien and missing the playoffs again. Because I think they're pretty much at full strength right now. So, I mean, I think you're going to see a high-scoring game, though. Even though the Giants struggle scoring, I, I really think it's going to be a – uh, a high-scoring game. I definitely think Houston shouldn't put a lot on Watkins. I think that's what they're doing. They're putting a lot on his shoulders, and they just need to simplify things. Let them, you know, screen pass, running the ball. Um, if that happens, I still think the Texans lose, even though I'm saying all this. I think the Giants pull it out, win by three. And then going into some of the late games, um, I think I only got two of these. You got the one-and-one one Bears taking on the 0 and two Cardinals. Cardinals are, like, right there with Buffalo as being the worst team in the league. 
They've only scored six points all season. They have a absolute monster back there in the backfield who they're not even really using it as of right now. I feel like they only use David Johnson when they start getting blown out. Like, they're not even using him during the beginning of the game as much as they do at the end of the game when the game's pretty much over. Um, not a lot to say. I think the Bears are like, very good defensively. They took advantage of Seattle's terrible offensive line and terrible offensive play. And I think Khalil Mack and company, I think they pretty much get up early on the Cardinals and just kind of pour it on a little bit. I see the Bears winning this one by 21. Uh, the next game, we have the 1-1 one one Cowboys taking on the 0-2 Seahawks. Seahawks were pretty much embarrassed by the Bears. They, the Bears pretty much made them look like, you know, just some pushover team. It's And it's hard to look at the Seahawks like this. You know, we've all seen... Those old Seahawks team, how they used to just punish teams. You see a lot of hard hits and, you know, pick sixes and all that. And the way they just run over football teams. And it's, it's hard watching it now because that's not what's happening. Um, both teams have playing, been playing like crap all season and late last season. Um, just not, you know, not too long ago, both of these teams were in the top of that division. You know, Cowboys, when they first got Zeke and kind of on the decline of Legion of Boom of Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks have to find some way to keep Wilson upright. If they if that doesn't happen, I think this game is over early. Um, what else do I have here? And they just got to keep feeding Zeke. Dallas does. They just got to keep finding a way to get this guy the ball, regardless of the fact if they do or don't. I see the Seahawks somehow pulling out a win in this one. I see them winning by six. I think it may be something like along the lines like 27-23, 31-24, some along the lines of that type of score. Uh, and then the big games of the week. I don't have a lot of notes with this one, but I just think this is a big game. It's going to be a very interesting game. It's the 1-1 Colts taking on the 1-1 Eagles. Carson Wentz will be back. He will be playing in this football game. And he gets to face Andrew Luck, a guy who has been pretty much injury-prone half his career. I think the scoreboard is going to be lit up in this one. I think it's going to be a lot of points scored. I'm excited to see. Um, both teams can look like Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, you, you can see a team that looks like unstoppable. And this is what the Colts will pretty much look like when Andrew Luck left the first time around. So it looked like they they scored a lot of points, but they really couldn't stop anybody. And the Eagles can kind of get in that mode as well. Um I think the Colts pull this one out. I, I really do. I think I'm one of the only people that think the Colts and Andrew Luck with Wentz back, I think they pull it out. I think they win by 10. I think Andrew Luck finally wins a big game. Even though I don't really care for Andrew Luck as a player, I don't really think he's all that great of a quarterback. I think they find a way. I think they find some gaps in that secondary, and I think they pull it off and beat the Eagles. Uh, the 1-1 Chargers taking on the 2-0 Rams. Rams are definitely, definitely a team to beat. We're going to see them in the playoffs, barring, you know, a ton of injuries or just something horrific happening to that football team. The Chargers, you know, I got them in my power top 10. You know, I got them in my power 10. And the reason I do is because the playmakers they have around Phillip Rivers. <clears throat> Phillip Rivers is finally using these guys. And I don't know if it's him or the coaching staff or the offensive court. I don't know what it is, but they're finally getting these guys involved. It's like every week, like I said in my last podcast, every week the Chargers are finding new guys to 
to compliment Phillip Rivers. I mean, Melvin Gordon's playing out of his mind. You know, Keenan Allen's healthy. If they can just keep those guys healthy, this team will be pretty good. Unfortunate part about the Chargers is they play in that tough, well, it depends on how the Broncos do. They kind of play in a tough division with the Chiefs and the Broncos playing well right now. And on the other end of the ball, that juggernaut of the Rams offense. I mean, golf, he has to be the most thankful quarterback in football right now. He has so many weapons. I mean, it, it would literally be impossible not to be successful in this offense with that with these weapons as a quarterback with these weapons he has I mean he has three receivers who could potentially start on like literally be one or two on other teams he has a running back who runs like a complete maniac and can catch the ball out of the backfield and a defensive line that I don't think anybody wants to see right now with Aaron Donald leading that with that being said both of these teams playing on the West Coast. A lot of fans from both teams are going to be there. Um, sharing the stadium, L.A. Chargers, L.A. Ram. I, I, you know what? I can't wait to watch that game. That's the game I'm really going to be tuned into this weekend. Um, I really think it's going to be a good game. I have the Rams winning by nine. I don't really see the Chargers being able to score toe-for-toe with them. Uh, then moving on, you got a big division game. You got the one and one Saints taking on the one and one Falcons. Uh, NFC South division games are always going to be a treat to fans. I mean, those games are always going to be good. Seems like we always take not, not really for granted what Drew Brees can do. I don't really care for Matt Ryan, but it, it, he, you know, this these are the games he usually shines in. He either shines in them or he, he's going to, like, throw a ton of interceptions. That, that's kind of how it goes. Breeze and Kamara, they're on fire. Kamara, man, he, I can't, it's kind of like uh, every week this guy's exploding for somebody's fantasy team. So I think he kind of repeats that, that, that trend this week. Uh, big rivalry game. I see the Saints winning this one by seven. So those are my three big games of the week. Those are three games you really need to watch out for. And then we have the Monday night game. The 0-1-1 Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the 2-0 Buccaneers. Buccaneers have an offense that is about on par with the Chiefs with their firepower and the way they're just willing to sling the ball anywhere down the field with a ton of playmakers. So um, Steelers got to come ready to play. That secondary has to come ready to play. That front seven has to blitz. They got to get to the quarterback. There's no, you know, giving Fitzpatrick five, six seconds to throw the ball. Because if that's happened, you're going to see large chunks of, of yards gained by this Buccaneers offense. Um, and the soap opera. With, that, with the Steelers soap opera, I talked about that. That was kind of one of my segments that got cut off that I didn't really get to talk about. But will the Steelers soap opera continue? Will Brown continue crying about whatever he's crying about? Uh, Bell's not playing again, so uh, it'll be three weeks in a row where the Steelers don't have um, their starting running back. James Conner's going to have to carry that load again, which he's been doing a great job, but he's no Le'Veon Bell. He's not the guy that you know we're going to be leaning on to run the clock out. He's not that type of back. He's a, he's a downfield, you know, z- you know, zone dive type running back. So we'll see. Um, Unfortunately, for my prediction, being 
about as unbiased as possible. I have the Chiefs. I'm sorry, the Chiefs. Goodness gracious. I have the Bucks winning my three. I think the Steelers fall to 0-2-1. So, if that comes to a surprise, it's not. I, I seriously think the Steelers have issues. They still have issues protecting Ben. Even though I don't think he got sacked much last week, Bucks can get after the pass whenever they want to. They Yeah, they're going to give up a lot of points. Now, I, I ain't saying the Bucks are world beaters or anything like that. They're going to give up points. But I, I think if it comes down to a last drive and whoever has the ball last, I think if the Bucks have the ball last, I think they win the football game. So I think they kick a field goal to win the game. Uh, that's all I got, guys. Um, sorry it was short, but I couldn't risk any more uh, interruptions. The app here, Apple's come out with this voice memo update, and it's absolutely awful. Um, the only reason I still use it is because I can pause and go back and record over previous recording during the recording. So I haven't found an app that can do that other than this one. If you guys know or have any other apps that I can possibly use or did you recommend, let me know. Um, I'll, I will have the links to the Twitter, to the, the podcast's Twitter, and my email, and the podcast email in the description feed of this episode, so look out for that. Um, I think that's all I have. Um, I think that's it. I know I've said um and uh, but I, I'm, I'm literally just trying to get this podcast going, because it's really been rough trying to get this thing out and not getting interrupted 30, 40 times during the week. So if that's all you got, guys, that's all I have. I just want to thank you for listening. If you do find a way to listen to this podcast and support it, I really do appreciate it. Um, I put them up on Anchor, so they kind of go out everywhere. Uh, Anchor's done some a lot of updates to where it br- kind of broadcast out to a bunch of different sites, Apple, Google, Stitcher, um, it's like 13 different podcasting sites this thing goes out to, so I really appreciate it if you listen to it, uh, rate it four stars, or rate it whatever, if you ever get to, if you're still listening, I really do appreciate it, I don't think I've gotten a rating yet, I don't want to be the guy that makes this, and then goes and give myself a five star rating, so I really do appreciate it, if you're still listening, go out and, and rate the podcast, I really do appreciate it. Uh, And until next time, um, I'm just a normal guy, and I think I know sports.